We are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. Welcome to another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. Brother J, brother J, brother J, man, how you doing? Oh man, I'm good, bro. I'm I'm good. You know, 2021 is this bad boy zooming by, ain't it, man? It is, and I don't know if it was because 2020 seemed like it was extra long, but um, we're good. We're good. We are in the building. We. I'm are... scared, but I'm still kind of nervous, man. I get it that. People opening back up and the vaccines coming down, man. Now they got the, the Johnson & Johnson vaccines been approved, but that joint only one hit though, man. I, I don't know if I want to put my, I don't know if I want to put my, my gamble. <laughs> I don't want to put my, my claim to fame on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, man. That one hit a quitter. Now they talking about you need a boost with that joint. I'm like, ah, I don't know if that's the one I want. Especially the one I want. They 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 having they having problems with their baby powder. So it's like, no, we good over here. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I'm just like, ah, I'm and I and I don't want to sound this way, man, because I, I think eventually I'm gonna get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. But I really do like I the things they they're talking about as far as like the hesitancy mm-hmm. amongst black folks and, and brown people. I yo, I get why people is 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 like really hesitating about what they're gonna do. I, I'm, I think I'm just glad and happy that I'm in the category that goes last. So now I got time to kind of wait and figure, and figure this shit out and feel my way through it, man. Because what, what is it? Moderna. We got the Moderna joint. They got the Pfizer, Pfizer joint. Those yeah. are the two hitter quitters, right? You yeah. got to get one and then you go back. Well, with the Pfizer one, I think it's, what, three weeks before you can get your second one with the Moderna? I that think like it- a month. It's two weeks. So there, something is. There's different weeks in between the dosages for the both the different types of shots, right? Yeah. And then with the Johnson and Johnson, they say, "Oh no, we gonna get it. We gonna kill it with one." And I'm just like, "Ah, appreciate it, man." But that, it also means that like it's more shit in it, and it's like a higher like to me. It's like okay, that might be a little higher risk because like you got to get it the first time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. You almost, yeah. like you I, I look at it like like heroin you know what i'm saying like yo you just <laughs> oh, can't shit. you just can't get heroin in one shot like especially if it just came out of the it just came out of the source mm. you can't just put that in your arm you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah i so i i know i'm going to get it um and i said well, as soon as i saw johnson and johnson was rolling out with one i said oh shit let me go ahead and get mine before i i get here and it's like a vending machine of which one do you want uh-uh, uh-uh no <laughs> uh-uh, yeah no. bro I, I i made a promise i said that i would have a clearer path forward as far as <laughs> what i'm gonna do or uh, probably around your birthday your birthday like like the summer is it ain't mid-summer it's close to the end but it's close to the end but mm-hmm. it's still close enough where you still got some party in you i want <laughs> to be the very end of the summer my my goal is to be fully vaccinated by my birthday yeah see and that that was what i was playing because i'm like by july i would have i'd have a good sense of what's going on in these streets man because you know after you get the second one it still takes seven weeks for it to fully be in your system and do and so i need i need to have both doses and I need to have my seven weeks so I can, 
I don't want to be out in these streets because I'm still going to be socially distancing myself from to, people. Man, Texas, yo, Texas, the, the governor for Texas, man, what the hell is going on in the great state of Texas, man? He said he said he got his vaccine F the rest of y'all. Bro, they, he <laughs> say no math. They, they open this shit back up, man. At 100%, like, 100% capacity. Bro, they like they treating Texas like the Carter in New Jack City, man. That's some wild, <laughs> wild west shit for real, yo. But the question is, did they ever really shut down? Because Houston has been on my oh, no, timeline. They've been lit, they been lit on the whole time. The whole time. I'm like somewhat envious that I don't live down there, but then also glad. I'm like, oh, no, I can't come to the, the Lone Star State for a while. Nah, Y'all man, really I'm are good. about to be the Lone Yeah, I'm good, Star man. State. I think I'm good. Because, you know, because, you know, my, my LB down in, my LB down in, in, in Houston, man, and he been recruiting me, but he kind of eased up on the recruiting part because of the know, promotion. Yeah, yeah. He know he say, yo, this ain't even this ain't this shit ain't even repping him right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then then with the damn winter storm that came through and the power and all that shit, man. And you got people without power for five days. With with uh light bills. I'm sorry, electric bills, because everybody ain't got no light bill. That's only yeah. the hood thing. Electric bills of twenty thousand dollars for five days. And pipes bursting and shit, man. I'm just like, what the f-? like, yo, they fucking Texas, man, might as well be literally a third world country right now. The way they treating people down there, man. And now he said, I think it's on the tenth that they're opening up. Yeah. And at 100 percent capacity. How how yo, bro? How though? How when everybody hasn't been vaccinated, the case numbers are still relatively. They ain't where they need to be. They lower than around the Christmas break. But dog, then seventy thousand cases a day ain't cutting it. <laughs> and I and and I for me I chalk it up to similar to the same um, the same vein of when individuals didn't want to wear masks and it's like just just wear the damn masks right I just I, I had people in my timeline like if government's trying to force you to do X Y and Z blah 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 I was like mm, y'all probably the same people that I'm about sick of them niggas too man I'm about it, sick of them like the anti-vaxxers and yeah they trying to they trying to just you know group think and they just trying to mass produce something and put a chip in your arm you shouldn't get vaccinated you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that but I'm going well what are you doing well, if you if you get COVID what the hell are you doing oh my God, chicken. you had you had COVID. Yeah, they eat down there eating raw chicken. But I'm like, listen, at this point, it's like just if you're not gonna wear the mask for yourself, wear it for other people. At least, man, just human decency, you know. What I mean, I'm but it's similar to it's similar to like when they tell you before COVID, when you sneeze, sneeze in your arm, right? In the cups of cup of your arm, of your elbow. It's like, yo, just do you wash your hands after you sneeze in your hand? Like, do you do you like you probably are the one that don't wash your hands after you go the bathroom. into the bathroom you just gonna chill and let it go man so I, I i question that man because i get it that you know people are health conscious and you you know you, you're trying to watch what you're putting in your body and you know shit is in the food and i like i i, I make jokes i make jokes brother jay about veganism and everybody on a veganism journey you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i make jokes about it but a lot of people go that route because of you know they're health conscious yep you know what i'm saying so i i, I can't knock you for that yeah. But even with the vaccine, the vaccination, like just don't do it just to fucking be provocative. Don't not get vaccinated because you want to be provocative and talk shit like everybody else who wants the vaccine is doing something bad. People are making decisions based on what's going on in their damn life. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and I'm tired of I'm tired of regardless of which side of the fence you on. People think they know everything, got all the goddamn answers. Everybody's a subject matter expert and a damn thought leader. Yeah. don't have a degree 
a certification, a diploma, a, a goddamn continuing ed credit about what the hell is going on. Not a CEU. Come C-E-U. on, bro. A CEU. <laughs> Yeah, for, for, for y'all that don't, for y'all that ain't in the ed game, man, that's continuing education unit, CEU. So if you got a certification in something, you got to, they basically say you need a CEU a couple times a year, or once a year to make sure that your iron is still sharp. Yeah. You know, but yeah, the anti-vaxxers, man, all of them make me sick. And they black and white. It ain't one side. <laughs> it yeah. ain't one race. It ain't one political party, man. It's ignorant motherfuckers everywhere. And I'm I'm sick of it. I'm just sick. <laughs> you look upset. You look I upset. am upset, man. Cause like, yo, I want to get back to my damn life too, man. I want to get out and man go to some warm weather and and sit on the beach, but not have to worry about being in a mask and social. Di- like, I want to chill, man. Yeah. And it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a while before we get there. Even if we do get there, right? I I told someone I was like, even after I'm vaccinated. I'm still going to rock this mask. I'm still yeah, going to be oh, social. Like, because you, and it's, it's similar to driving other than it being by law, driving with auto insurance, you get insurance to cover yourself from other people, not mm-hmm. necessarily just yourself. And right. so at this point, that mask is going to be my insurance, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not hanging out with people that I know um, aren't following the same social distance uh, rules or, process that I am similar to the middle of the quarantine. I mean, I I miss a lot of my friends and associates that I have not seen for a while, but I'm just like, you on a plane every other week, you going here and like, Hey, I'm having brunch at my house. Okay. Tell everybody I said hi. Cause everybody you hooking up with, like, it's just no, thank you. How cheap are the flights brother Jay? Cause everybody and they mama on my timeline is catching the flight to some damn where, and I, I, yo, I ain't knocking you, but at the same time, I just don't, I don't feel safe going traveling nowhere right now. Man. It, it's um, they're they're fairly cheap. I looked up a few flights just for kicks and giggles. Now I was tempted to buy a flight, um, to Dubai. I was real tempted because that thing, the first ticket I saw popped up on my screen was two hundred eighty nine dollars, and I said, "Ain't no way." How much a normal ticket to Dubai cost, man? I ain't you, never been. You okay? So when I went, I got a ticket for like four eighty nine, but this was like a promo that I caught in the like four eighty nine, maybe maybe five something with taxes. I don't remember, but it wasn't that much. Okay. So, and it, wasn't, so it wasn't like $1,800. No, you could probably get one probably for about seven or eight, mm-hmm. but you know, there's always flight deals. And um, yeah, I think, I think when I went to Paris, I went, when I went to Paris, I think my flight and I caught, and I caught the flight somewhat last minute, mm-hmm. but I think when I went to Paris, my flight might've been seven fifty. Yeah, so you can get a you can get a decent international flight depending on the day you book it for a good rate. But like even domestic flights, it depends. Well, it also depends on where you're flying into. Well, everybody and their mama been down to Miami, man. And and it's spring break time, <laughs> bro. Dude. I I was seeing video footage of like people just living it up like it ain't nothing wrong, and I was like, didn't we see this last year at this time? And I, I, but honestly, brother Jay, I think that's what's gonna happen, and I don't want to wish 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 nothing bad to happen but we didn't seen a lot of crazy shit so right. i think i'm just being a realist at this point right you know i think the case numbers have dropped down because it's been cold as hell outside and it's really been cold everywhere yeah 
You know what I mean? And people kind of came down off of their holiday high. Mm-hmm. And now that people see that vaccines are coming and folks opening shit back up, I'm telling you, man, you and you know how in DC, man, in DC, that first warm day, that first warm day on the spring. Dude. Bro, the warm day that DC had about two weeks ago, people was in the streets. Yeah, man. I just I, now they had I on masks and the MPPE, right? And so it was like cool, but just the fact that we had all this snow, sub-zero temperatures, it was freezing rain, there was ice everywhere, and today everything is melting, and I can like walk out with a hoodie on. Mm-hmm. Oh, we in these streets. Yeah, man, and that's what I worry about. I worry about people just going to say, you know what? We coming down the home stretch. Let's go. It's almost like it's almost like uh, you in a football game and you hit the Deion Sanders primetime high step. But you don't hit it. You don't hit it at like the 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 four or the three yard line. Right. And nobody around you. You start high stepping at like the 20 or the 15. And then somebody <laughs> going to run behind your ass and strip the damn ball. Like that's how I feel about what's going on right now. I think people is Deion Sanders high stepping into the end zone, but they starting out at like the 25 yard line, man. And you still got anybody who played football before you still got some running to do at the 25 into the end zone. G. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to get winded and somebody going to strip the ball. Right. You a Cowboys fan. It's going to be like Leon let Leon let I, I, I was, I was a Cowboys fan. Oh, you was a Cowboy. That's I, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. We, we reformed now. We reformed. <laughs> Dog, but I swear it's gonna be like Leon let and Leon was a lineman. You know, a lineman, he 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 got excited and started trying to little little do a little jig into the end zone, man. And came by and they swiped that ball. But that's like that's like when the Cowboys was good. They ain't been that's that was brother Jay, that was damn near 30 years ago. But I'm I'm not gonna keep it, you know, I'm not gonna that, keep going there. That's all right. Yeah, right. the vaccine, man. Then and then, yo, twenty twenty one, man. I thought that shit was gonna start off like twenty twenty, man. My damn heart sunk when I saw Tiger Woods in that accident, man. Yo, it was there was there were um resemblance of twenty twenty, bro. I, I, man, my, I was, I was so relieved, man. And I, you know, not. Like I like Tiger because you know, hey man, you know the brother, brother, the brother got game. You know I respect any brother that got game. Right. But man, I was just so relieved when he was alive and they say you know it was leg injuries and he could recover. Like for some reason, that's all I really cared about, man. Because mm-hmm. the, the accident looked so. I know one thing. His, his ass was driving uh, one of them expensive Hyundai's, man. The Genesis. What the you Genesis. call them joints? Yeah, the Genesis joints. Well, he, man, I'ma get me one of them shits because you see that damn car. And the inside, they say the inside was normal. All of the structural damage. And he survived that shit. I say, yo, Hyundai, sign me up. <laughs> I'm getting one. Fuck all that. Yo, those are some sweet rides. But no, I did. Um, 2021 did have the the a similar scent of Scared me, man. Oh, because I'm just like, I can't, we, I don't think we as a people, <laughs> I'm talking about black people, black, black men in particular. I'm going to be selfish on this one. Bruh, if you had to go through Kobe and Tiger back to back, I don't know. And the Black Panther, like I don't think yeah. it's not it's nothing we could do. Like I don't like I don't know how we bounce back like and persevere. It's a lot, but <laughs> it's a lot, man. But but speaking of that, right? Twenty twenty one also provided us um, thus far with some pretty impressive 
works of art in terms of like film and TV. Uh, true. Right. And true. so um, I was laughing with my frat brothers earlier. Uh, Tom and Jerry, you know, they have an adult Tom and Jerry movie. Man, I watched it with my son. Was the soundtrack not fire? The soundtrack was lit. <laughs> when, when, and, and we're going to spoil. It might be some spoilers for it's y'all fine. listening. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But Spoiler when alert. That, when that goddamn Jerry came to the door in the towel and he had Jody Jodeci playing in the background, <laughs> I lost it. Yo. Bro. He had come and talked to me playing in the background. I say, yo, this is hilarious. Because he was like, I, I was like, okay. And then I started laughing. I was like, yep, that's on one of my shower playlists. Mm-hmm. When you're getting ready for the club, like he yo, getting bruh, ready. Bro, that joint and, had me done. And he looked like, what do you want? Like, I'm bothered, right? I'm busy, yeah, and I'm busy. You're bothering me right now. <laughs> oh, so that was a good flick. But, um, what I really want to talk about, I want to talk about Judas and the Black Messiah. Ooh, it was heavy, man. There's so many great storylines in the movie. Yeah. You know, just as far as between uh, Fred Hampton. You know, I knew about Fred Hampton mm-hmm. before the movie, right? And I knew how, I knew of his demise and how it was kind of orchestrated. But to really see it in uh, a cinematic format, like, yo, it was sad, man. It was sad because one of the parts of the storyline for me was Hoover's, like... Involvement. Involvement in his damn... Like, yo, what was his obsession with all of our Black leaders in the 60s, man? Like, he, 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 literally, he literally authorized a hit on a 21-year-old man. Yeah. Dude, ain't no way, like, when I'm 21, when I was 21, man, I knew I wanted to be successful. And I knew I, 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 knew I didn't want to be broke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I knew I, I there was things that I wanted to live for. When I was 21, no, Brother Jay, I was not focused on being a revolutionary leader. Right. I, you know, I wasn't focused. So, I mean, maybe, maybe it was kind of in me some kind of way to, like, I just wanted to help people. But, though, I wasn't at the forefront bringing the masses together but when for you, greater good. But when you think about it, when you was 21 and then when Fred Hampton was 21, the times were completely different. Times were different. Right? Like, you couldn't... You went to Mason, bro. I'm pretty sure uh, your student union ain't look like that uh, in the times of Fred Hampton. Or, like... Yeah. So yeah, I don't think they was letting us in our student unions... <laughs> <laughs> especially time, especially not in the front door are you nah, serious no nah. <laughs> and so like I, it it was a lot and i think the the biggest thing that i got from this was um with uh let me get the character's name right um so lakeith stanfield played the hell out of, out of bill o'neill yeah and the whole entire time I was watching it, I was like, what profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? And it was like, you, you, at the time, you weren't thinking about nobody else but yourself. You committed the crime and you tried to get out of the punishment and all this other stuff. And so instead of just taking your punishment or being accountable, anything that I can do to avoid accountability, I'm going to take it. And so you spied on your own people. 
you spied on an organization that was helping your people and protecting your people and your communities. For what? Right. And then, you know, it's. I, I remember reading about Bill O'Neill and about the first time he came out publicly to say what his role was in a documentary that after the documentary aired, he ended his life by suicide. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because of the guilt. And I think even, even though this was a movie and I'm pretty sure a lot of the stuff maybe didn't happen the way we saw it happen on the film, but just to see the contextualization of the betrayal um, the scene that stuck out to me was when they were shooting, um, when the, the, the police officers lined the street and there was a shootout. And so he's like, I'm going to go to the roof. Right. And so in my head, I was like, was that a signal? Cause there was like sniper and the individual was just on the roof, right? He had a gun. He wasn't in position. It was like sniper. And so they just open fired on the whole entire building. And I'm like, was that a signal to say, I'm out of the building, go ahead and do what you need to do? Like, I, there were so many questions, yeah. but it was in that moment, there were so many scenes to where he revealed himself as someone they could not trust. And the camera showed him and how he was behaving. I'm just like, nobody wanted to yeah like nobody nobody kind of said you know what there's a <laughs> there's a judas amongst us no one wanted to be like hmm, wait a minute let's because you, you you have to get to the point where when you know that there's a there's a inside man right you at this point you have to start questioning everybody Right. You got to start questioning everybody. He was never questioned. Right. He was still the chief of security or what have you and the protective thing. And, you know, he was still having this all access. And at the at, just by watching it, I'm just like, ah, y'all ain't y'all ain't questioning him enough. Like, you're not really questioning him enough. Not for me. You're not questioning enough for me. But it 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 was really. It was a great production. Um. And I saw an interview. You know the crazy part to that point, Brother Jay? I saw an interview with uh, Congressman Bobby Rush mm -hmm. um, out of Illinois. You know, he was part of the, the movement and the Illinois chapter at that time of the Black Panther Party. And he said that one of the reasons why people um, were, were, why they were accepting of Bill O'Neill during that time it was kind of obvious, but they was they, one of the things he said, he said, well, he had a car. And when we did things with him, like we went to cool restaurants or, you know, we had access to certain things. It wasn't as if they were looking at him as a traitor. And that's how he kind of lured a lot of people in and, and how he got that ingrained within the organization. Mm -hmm. Like he, he was, he was, he had access and exposure to things that a lot of people within the party at that time did not have. And that was like his inroad. Mm. And 
it's crazy because it's almost as if it's like what we have today, man. It's like the it's like the drug dealer. Why why does the drug dealer get so much uh so much shine and respect in our society? And it was the it was the flashiness of him. And even in the movie, you could see how Lakeith Stansfield, like the dress, when he would go into the steak restaurant, the steakhouse where he would meet with the cop or whatever. How every every scene when they were in that steakhouse, like the outfits got flyer. Like mm-hmm. it was one joint, he came in there, man. He had like a long trench leather coat. I think that bad boy had some fur around it. He had a, a brim hat. I said, yo, is he a pimp or a panther? I didn't know. <laughs> but every but every time, like the, his, they, they, they didn't really just come out and say that he was getting paid. You know what I'm saying? But they, but every time it almost looked like his status was yeah. rising a little bit. And I think that that is captivating for us as a community, because that's the only, that's the only reason brother Jay, that I can actually at least understand a process why let's just call a spade a spade. You know, why, why criminals are accepted in our in our in our, in our communities and, and society and why they're celebrated when we get out of jail because they they achieve like a certain status for a brief period of time mm. and it's like damn that's fly damn I would do that and not really understanding the cost and so when Bobby Rush said that I was like ah because I was wondering the whole movie brother just said why how in the world did this guy you know they were so kind of hip on the intelligence community yeah from what i could see they knew they knew they knew some of the evils that were out against them mm-hmm. but it's like damn how did you how did you just let somebody in that way but then i had an aha moment brother jay i was watching um what's the guy on youtube got all the videos with the the oldest celebrities or b-list celebrities uh vlad vlad tv mm-hmm. vlad tv and um, he was interviewing Too Short, the rapper, and Too Short was kind of talking about the behind the, se- the scenes of um, It Was All Good a week ago, mm-hmm. the song he did with Jay-Z. And essentially, it's about like a, a, a Judas and the Black Messiah kind of thing. It was all good a week ago, like your homeboy, your brother, your best friend, you know, your family member. You yeah, like y'all was y'all was on the beach sipping pina coladas a week ago. And that, that was the person that dimed you out and snitched on you. Yeah. But, th- but that like, so this isn't a new thing. This isn't like a, a Bill O'Neill thing. This is something that is, is part of the culture that we, we accept to some degree. And the first thing that I thought about after I finished the movie, and I, cause I, I feel, I, I hope Lakeith Sanfield gets some, get some uh, support because to play a role like that, Mm-hmm. with that kind of baggage like your mind has to go oh absolutely absolutely it's you know, and, I, and I, the one main thing i'm thinking about i'm thinking about what's my man what's my man that was in batman the dark knight uh heath ledger mm-hmm. and how the the when he played that he played the hell out of that joker character yeah but yo it messed him up mentally man i just hope that lakeith stansfield gets he, he did a hell of a job don't get me yeah. wrong he did a hell of a job but i hope he gets like some support because like to play that grimy like yo that was some grimy shit man another drink chairman yeah and i was just i I, i'm like yo how could you be that way but then it it thought i had the aha moment i had brother jay 
it's a it's a Pusha T song that uh, Pharrell is on and produced. It's called Snitch, mm-hmm. and it's Snitch is an acronym. Sorry, nigga, I'm trying to come home. Mm. And at the end of the day, as much as like the street cred shit and the, the you know uh, gangsters moving silence and all that bullshit, I really do think like yo, it's a facade, man. Oh, absolutely. Somehow, somehow, some way we get we get trapped and baked into this shit. It's like, yo, people snitching all the time. Just because, like, yo, I mean, think think about it, man. If you a criminal or you involved in criminal activity, unless you like the boss, you probably you you know, you probably gonna compromise yourself to get a dollar because you're doing it anyway. Yeah. And and you 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 snitch the acronym perfect summation right like cool by any means necessary i'm gonna get my name cleared right i'm i'm gonna get my name cleared but to think of the magnitude how many lives were lost because of your decision to say yes and there was a lot of things that i was i was when he was like floor playing, I'm like, damn, you and you really gonna do it? Like, and, and you, you, you really did it. Like, you couldn't even make up a fake floor plan, right? Or the lie and say that's not where he sleeps. He sleeps somewhere else. Like, it, but then like, it all went back to it was like, oh no, you are only here on assignment. You're only here on assignment. And I um I don't know. I it was just a lot that went through my head in terms of a lot went through my head in terms of individuals like Bill O'Neill that we have among us today. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man, it, and it, it's it's a Bill O'Neill in every family. Oh yes, on every block, on every block, in, in every, every church. Come on, in every um, in every nightclub, mm-hmm. in every gang, in every drug organization. There's a Bill O'Neill. You want to know why? Because that's what Bill O'Neill thrives. Yeah. Not having a code of honor, not not standing tall, and so you know the funny thing is, it's like man, the stop snitching campaigns and all that shit. Like yo, come on, man, people go snitch. People need to get used to it, and either you don't do the crime, or you know you might have to have a you know an FBI kind of background <laughs> background investigation <laughs> to make sure that whoever you're dealing with. Ain't snitching, even though you wouldn't you wouldn't think you would have to worry about that with the Black Panther Party. But um, that was the main way that that COINTEL program in the '60s took out pretty much all of our leaders, man. And Hoover was behind it. Yep. You know, we talked about you know we talked about a lot of the good films that are out there. Like, um, so I watched Judas and the Black Messiah. And then um, I watched MLK FBI mm-hmm. and it's a documentary talking about like, yo, Hoover had a hard on for Martin Luther King, man. Like it was, it was, it was strange to me, man. Like, yo, he, he, he really was that terrified 
of a black leader galvanizing his people. And he set everybody up for the most part. You know, the COINTEL program that he kind of led, you know, they they infiltrated the nation of Islam. Yep. And you you gotta wonder, it's like what is it that goes off that I am so insecure in myself that I've rise, I've, I've, I have risen to this, this powerful position in my country, but I have someone else who may not be in a similar position as me, but has accumulated more power amongst human capital than I have. Mm-hmm. And it's like any... I don't think there would have been an issue if he was a white man. I know it wouldn't have been an issue. Um, yeah, I'm willing to bet that there would not have been an issue if MLK or if Fred Hampton was a black man. Malcolm X, if he was, I'm sorry, was a white man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I played attention to that as well. And it was a few things that I jotted down just by um, just by quotes that stuck to me. One was, you know, the badge is scarier than the gun. Oh, yeah. When he started robbing, robbing yeah. people with the fake FBI badge. Yeah, because yeah. he said a badge is scarier than the gun. And then the other one was when the FBI agent said, well, you know, the KKK and the Black Panthers are the same. And I thought that was interesting because I'm like, well, y'all not trying to bring down the KKK. Mm-hmm. You're saying this now, but like today, the KKK is still protected. Shit, man, they ain't trying to bring down the KKK, a.k.a. the Proud Boys or <laughs> Boogaloo, whatever the hell a- crazy white boys be doing. Man. A.k.a. Like, your next door neighbor, right? So it's no. like, <laughs> it's like, even today, the KKK is protected. And I don't know if that was just a psychological tactic to say, you know, I'm 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 a good guy. We're out here, we're trying to get all the ones who are bad. And so it, it was a it was an unfortunate turn of events for me as I was watching the film. And I felt bad for Bill O'Neill. I felt bad for the real Bill O'Neill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, at the end of the day, you know, he he killed himself. Yeah. With the guilt and the burden, man. But it was a slow death. Yes. Like, yeah, because I mean. 30 plus years. I think he. I think the, the documentary that he was in, that, they, that the film was kind of based on, I think that came out in maybe the late 80s. 90s. It was something 90. 90. So early 90s. Yeah. And Fred Hampton was killed in 69, I think. I yeah. think it's 69. He was killed a year after MLK. So, yeah, he was killed in, like, 69. So think about him having to go through, damn, man. 22 decades. 20-some years, 20-plus years of that on your head. But to think about just how heavy that burden had to be day in and day out. Not knowing, like wherever you go, not knowing if someone finally got a hold of the secret and knew who you were. Not knowing if someone was plotting to get you 
for what you allow to happen to their loved ones. There's, it, I have, I had a lot of questions. I'm like, damn, did anyone that, you know, was aware of what happened in terms of the assassination? Did anyone try to find like, I was anyone asking questions like, yo, Bill, where were you? <laughs> like, I thought you was like, what did you know? Like, did anyone I had so many questions? And I think I was just coming from a place of shock, tragedy, trauma, just trying to process everything. And I'm like, yeah, I know this was a film, but this was based on something that really happened. Mm -hmm. And then fast forwarding it to it today, like. Hell, fast forward it to January 6th, man. Oh, absolutely. What was that same energy? Like, I, and I was thinking about that doing the absolutely. Thing too. It's like, what was the same energy yeah. that, that folks wanted to galvanize and take out one of our own? What was that same energy for them motherfuckers that was crashing the Capitol building for real? And Fred Hampton was one person. They yeah. did. They shot all that, right? They did all that for one person. And like you said, where was that same energy for the multitude that gathered? for the insurrection that happened on Capitol Hill. It wasn't there. And so that, that film, while it was a wonderful work of art, it also was a constant, it, it was a reminder of what we are constantly facing by being black in America, that our lives are not valued at the same rate as others. And it was it was a line in the movie like you know they they, they kind of over dramatized it um, and you know when he was talking about I'll die for the people you know I'm high off the people but I'll die for the people because I yeah. love the people yeah and when he said it and they kind of they cut to his girlfriend's uh, face pregnant and she mm -hmm. it was like yo no nah, you can't die for the people because we are the people and we got another person coming yeah <laughs> you know what I mean but then it was a part uh, when they were kind of convening in the apartment and he said nah i'm gonna just do my bid you know like they, they don't want they wanted him to run he said it was a five-year bid he said by the time i get out my my, my child will be five and we're gonna have some more mm -hmm. and it was I, I don't know how accurate that was but it was like he came to he came to grips with the bullshit prison sentence and people still wanted his head man yeah that I mean, that was that was crazy to me, cause you and you know, brother Jay, like, if a black man get a charge, man, it's tough to bounce back. I don't care if you got a reckless driving charge. Facts. If you if you shoplifted when you was damn sixteen in high school and shit, if you got a DUI. Facts. If if you, I'm I'm talking like low low level low level charges where nobody was killed, nobody was injured. You made you had a lapse in judgment and you made a mistake. You ain't supposed to lose your fucking life over it, brother Jay. Yeah. And 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 like though though Fred Hampton's um assassination, because that's what it was, his assassination mm -hmm. was, I mean, it was hor horrific. It was horrific, man. But that's the same thing with you know, the brother that got shot in the back, you know, the brother in Atlanta that got shot in the back, 
and he was he fell asleep drunk in the Wendy's parking lot or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was running away. He wanted a threat. He was still, a, got, still he, got killed. He was a threat for his existence of being a black man in a country that they think does not belong to us. Right. And so no matter how many ways we can rationalize and sympathize, empathize, or synthesize all this information that we are getting. Boy, that nigga using his degree, boy. At the, <laughs> end, at the end of the day, we will always be seeing a threat to those who are insecure about who they are as an individual. Because there's no way in hell a grown man who is the director of the FBI. The FBI, yo. You worried about somebody that's 21? Uh, uh, right. 21. No there's- resources. I mean, he, you know, he had the, the power to galvanize a community. But, yo, it ain't like he was living large with a lot that much juice. He was living in an apartment, man. 21. Over the, over the headquarters. And they was doing stuff for the, they were actually helping the individuals that the system you created uh, wasn't helping. Food programs, man. Food food programs and you trying to bring together poor people. But you know what? Martin Luther King got killed for the same reason, man. Trying to, because I, I, I think brother Jay, when poor whites understand that they have the same economic challenges and access challenges that black people do, like when we like when let's let's cut out Democratic or Republican, who you for, who you against. Let's just call the spade a spade, man. Martin Luther King wanted to do the poor the the, the poor people's march and. Talk about, you know, we shouldn't be focused on the Vietnam War. This is about jobs and opportunities for poor people, not black people, not white people, not Asian people, not brown people, poor people. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, you know, Hoover or whomever, Hoover or whomever was like, oh, no, nah, we can't bring all y'all together because then y'all going to know the government is bullshit. And, and, and think about the last year we've had. People going at each other's throat over 45 or 46. People going at each other's throat over what side of the aisle that you on. But yo, people failing to realize that black people and white people, like if you ain't if you ain't balling, y'all in the same fucking boat. Yep. Black people more so than whites, I think, just because like if you look at average wealth of house, average household income, disposable income and wealth. It's, it's 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 a travesty. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah, you know the the average the average savings account blacks have in comparison to whites. Yeah, the 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 salaries. Yep. the amount of student debt that blacks got to take on, and the default rate of student loans. Like, there's so many systemic issues. So I'm not saying that you know blacks got it easy, but what I am saying is. It's it's still an equal amount, you know. Blacks, we only the we only a small percentage of the U.S. population. Let's be real. Facts. We like what we like what now? Thirteen percent of the population, maybe, if that. Let me look. 
Yeah, look that up because we don't want to give you too much too much false information. <laughs> but I, you know, we're a small small percentage of the population. So with that being said, it's still way more poor whites out there that's going through the same thing as poor blacks. Thirteen point four. Thirteen point four percent of the population. So this ain't a black thing, you know what I'm saying? Like access, inclusion, equality, resources. This ain't about black people. Yeah. This is about class. It's about poor people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the 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 moment that like somebody like a Fred Hampton cracks the code to say, you know what? Yo, I get it. With the Black Panther Party, you might be a gang. You might be the crowns. You might be you might be uh the 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 Confederate group <laughs> that they want to go meet with, the rednecks. Yeah. You might be the, the Hispanic group, the Puerto Ricans that they met with. Like, it's, we got more in common than we have in a disagreement. But yeah. for some reason, man, it's that skin color. Like, it's, it's, it's whites out there that just feel, yo, I'm better than you because I'm white. Though we got the same problems. I'm, I'm still better than you because I'm white. And I think they, that's, you, that's embedded and it's, it's, being perpetuated through their community and when they really if they were really to sit and understand a lot of the problems that this country is facing is by the majority people the systems that were created by the ones that look like them yeah to um, make sure that they always win and anyone that doesn't look like them lose um even when someone finds a detour in the system, they create uh, an amendment to the constitution or they put a law or an executive order in, and it limits how high one can go. And I think what really, what really made it real, right? What was the crystallization of it was the 44th president of the United States. That's when people really gotta, lost their shit. Like we got a black president, so just because of that, we got to get the worst fucking human being ever on on the history you, of Earth. But you got to think of office. you got to think about it. The person who is in the most powerful position of the world, considering the president of the United States is, they consider that to be the most powerful position in the world. He up there, right? <laughs> he doesn't look like us. So you mean to tell me that these individuals can? can actually hold this like no and so people started to lose their shit just because there was a disruption in the system i see what you did there man because i mean that was really just the cause of uh that was the antagonist within the film uh, it, it was a disruption yes within the system that we created to keep everyone else that does not look like us from being successful right then people, the people weren't bothering anybody. They were taking care of their own. They were educating their own. And then here you go. Post outside the headquarters, harassing them, bullying. And now all of a sudden, bullying is a, is a catchphrase. And we got to create all these anti-bullying programs because so much is happening of it in the schools and infecting our children. Got it. But can we talk about the... Uh, the bullying and the brutality that was part of the system that you created 
because it didn't just start in the late 90s and 2000s. But at the end of the day, violence, violence is learned behavior, man. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So um, going back to January 6th, you know, it, 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 it didn't surprise me, <laughs> you know, because to that point, MLK. Yep. Malcolm. Fred Hampton. Mega Evers. Emmett Till. Amar Aubrey, the thing with Amar Aubrey, uh, and, and and blesses and blesses. So as we uh, commemorate his his uh, murder, you know this past this past uh, February, mm-hmm. you know you could easily make an argument to say, oh well, yeah, they followed him because maybe he was he was trespassing, mm-hmm. or he he was in a neighborhood he shouldn't have been when he was jogging. He went into a, uh, new new build construction home that was vacant vacant mm-hmm. and he just didn't look right he just didn't look right even if he was trespassing let's just say let's just say okay he was trespassing we know it's bullshit but let's just say he was yeah it's trespassing a crime that you should lose your life over and get shot in the back well let's then uh, let's push it even further how often do we see others who look like the individuals that murdered several of our former colleagues, right? Living while black. Are they trespassing? Mm-hmm. I, I've been in several, I've been in several situations where someone popped up uninvited. What's going on here? Why are you all here? And I, and I, and I, I laugh because I'm like, yo, had we had been any other people in terms of our personalities, because, you know, a lot of times they will go in a crowd and this would be one or two of them. All all it would have taken was for one person to rise up. Them two individuals would have came up missing. Yeah. Right. And I and I keep reminding people to be thankful that all most of us want is equality and not revenge. Because it's going to be, it's going to be dangerous. The day something flicks and says, you know what? We not singing. We are the world and holding hands no more. Yeah, man. I, I, I would agree. I, Cause I know it ain't, it ain't too many things I'm willing to go to jail for. That's mm-hmm. why I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to get involved in the crime. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I know, I know I ain't, I ain't built for jail and I just don't like to look over my shoulder, man. Like Facts. point blank period. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to look over my shoulder with anything in life. I want to go where I want to go and God willing, ain't nobody crazy there that's going to take me out for no apparent damn reason. Facts. However, <laughs> like if something happened to my child, oh, I'm going to jail. It don't even matter. I've already made it up in my mind. It's an amoral situation. I I don't want justice by way of the judicial system. That was not it. created for us, by yeah, the way. I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it on my own accord. And yeah. that's and I'm okay with that. That's something I'm willing to live and die with and deal with the crime and deal with the time. If if somebody lay a hand or touch my child or do something to my child, they ain't gonna have to worry about the police because I have made up in my mind. That that's something that I will go to jail for. Yeah. Because all of the shit that I've gone through in my life, 
and what I've tried to be as a man, as a father, at that point, that shit is for nothing. Because you, yeah. you, you took my child from me. Yeah. And I need some get back. I don't want justice. I don't want justice through a court system or nothing. So, you know, the fact that there wasn't a greater uprising when Fred Hampton was killed, I, you know, I'm just like, wow. I, you know, I'm, I'm you know, there was no, I, I didn't get a sense from the film or from a historical perspective, like there was a great uh, kind of riot or uprising, like when, Mount, when Martin Luther King was killed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the fact that he had uh, a, 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 a queen and a baby on the way, and that's how that's how my significant other going out. I'm going to jail, man. It's okay. Like you, you like Hoover. You don't got to worry about you don't got to worry about me becoming a martyr by going to jail because that was the concern. You know, if he if Fred Hampton went to jail, then he would turn out. They would turn he they would turn him into a Huey Newton, mm-hmm. right? So don't you got to worry about me being a martyr from that standpoint. I'm gonna be a martyr anyway because I'm either going out guns blazing. Oh, I'm gonna do some serious time, and I don't even care about it. I understand. I understand the consequences of my decision. I get it. You got degrees. You got stuff to live for. Blah blah blah. blah. I get all that shit. My child, though. By any means. Yeah, you know, that. And I mean, that's the one thing in my life, man. Like as far as like the, you know, my, my life, and you know, resources or what have you, man. All this shit could go out the window. It ain't that deep to me. But my child, oh, bruh, I'm going ham. Yeah. And I'm just surprised that there was that, you know, it wasn't that level of reaction. But, you know, you, you can't, you know, blacks in America, man, you can't, you can't bring a knife to a gunfight. Because we're going to get out, we're going to get out dude and out man and, and, and there's more fire, firepower. Every time. Every time. And so it's like, it's almost like you have that approach but it's not helping the situation and it's maybe somewhat selfish because you might make matters worse, but, but like, where's our justice brother Jay? I guess that's my point. Like if we don't take it, where's our justice? Justice comes from a system that was created. Not for us. Yeah. And so it's not just this. It's just us. Hell of a film. But I, I don't know. It's one of those those films, Brother Jay. I don't know if I could watch it again. Because it, it, it brought out so many different kinds of emotions in me. And everything that hap- has happened and transpired, you know, over the last couple of months. Mm, I, I, man, I was just feeling a certain kind of way. Because I'm just like, yo, this brother was 21 years old, man. 21. The tender age of 21. And... If, if they can't, um, I think what they were thinking was we're going to not only kill him, but kill him from the possibility of birthing anything else. And I think they say Bill O'Neill made over the span he was working with the feds, like 200,000, 200, 200 K about that. Well, yeah. What would be, what would be compared to 2000 K today? That's what he made back then. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, yeah, we the equivalent of two hundred k today. Yeah. Like, man, I mean, for real, that's some real Judas shit, man. Like, that's 30, 30 pieces of silver, G. For what? And Judas, 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 
Judas' intestines exploded in the Bible, right? Like it was, he ran out into a field and he kind of just exploded. Hmm. From what I from what I remember, and you know, you know, all, all my all my Bible bangers, y'all could phone in or IG us or whatever. <laughs> that correct me if I'm wrong. But it was it was like a self inflicted kind of thing. Same that, way, yeah. Bill O'Neill, yeah. Same with Bill O'Neill. So the title, the title is very, uh, very telling. fitting. Yeah. yeah, very fitting. Yeah, man. Hell of a flick. And shout out to uh, brother Daniel. I can never pronounce his last name, but I loved him in Get Out. I loved him in Black Panther. I, I enjoy him in all of the roles that he plays. He played a hell of a, a hell of a character. Um, you know, as far as his interpretation of Fred Hampton, and he won a Golden Globe for it. Yeah, best supporting actor. Heavy, heavy stuff, man. Heavy stuff. Very heavy. Yeah. So you know, the the, the film was certainly black excellence, man. Um, but yeah, I don't know, brother. Jay, I don't think I could watch it again. It's not a popcorn movie, so I I mean, I probably would watch it like in a couple years, but like, hmm, let me watch it again. But it's it's not a popcorn movie. Mm-mm, mm-mm. At all. And and I need to I need to see Lakeith Sansfield and uh some some upbeat shit for a little while because he played the hell out of that role. But yeah, he yeah, he's he's on that list of actors you love to hate or you hate to love, like Danny Glover when he played Mr. in the color purple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we we not we not over that, Daniel. Um and a couple other like Denzel from Training Day, like it took a while for people to look at Denzel. Um, like the the angel from Preacher's Wife, right? It's 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 we we have those things, and there's a list within the black community. Like ah, you you played this role a little too well. He was acting a little too well, um, but yeah, he he played the hell out of this role. Great representation, great um, execution of the vision, um, great presentation for Black History Month. Oh hell yeah, sure for sure. And hopefully, you know, if you haven't watched it, go out and watch it. Um, it's on HBO Max. Um, and I think if you have HBO Max, it's, it'll be streaming until the 31st of March, I believe. So check it out. Hell of a flick, man. Um, learn something. But it just got me hyped, man, because now I'm just now I'm just pro. I'm, I'm all I was already blackity black to black, man. Like, but now I'm. Now it's kind of like, now I just want to stand for stuff, man. I just want to stand for stuff and just get in the way of bullshit just because it's too much nonsense going on, man. Too much nonsense going on. And it ain't no more real OGs left like that, man. They take, they take, they're taking all our OGs from us, man. I don't, I wouldn't say that they're taking them. I think their time is just expiring. Yeah. Right. And so I wouldn't, even in their death, I wouldn't give the other, the oppressor the power. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's sad though, man. It's sad. Thirty pieces of silver, man. Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand dollars, man. Hmm. On that note, I think we we give that film a, a hell of a, a hell of a vibe, man. We we enjoyed the film, but on that note, I'm upset right now, brother Jason. We gonna we gonna close out the damn show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all our supporters and listeners out there. Uh, hit us up on uh, social media at G-R-G-R-L-J-K-E-V. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm K-E-V. That's RLJ. And we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin, melanin evolution. evolution. Until next time, be safe and be light. Be light. Be light.